Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. When you are a category creator, you must remain relevant in culture. And it's not just about the things that you create as a company or a brand, but it's about the conversations that start to include you, involve you. You know, we had a wildly successful 2020 skateboarding moment where we had Nathan, and it was not something the brand proactively sought out, right? It was this guy on TikTok and the brand took notice. They sent him a red truck filled with cranberry products and it became such a viral social phenomenon, right? You had Jimmy Fallon skateboarding. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, you started your career as a journalist, right? I wish I had started my career as a journalist. I mean, I interned, the intern turned into a kind of a job, but like it was not paying the bills. And so I, I bailed earlier than I wanted to. I wish, I wish, I loved, loved journalism. I did internships at the New York Times. I met my husband in journalism class. I have so- Oh, I didn't know that story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was dating my, I was dating, sorry. I was dating uh, his fraternity brother, but that's a whole other story. Oh, oh, wow. For another podcast. Yeah, you know, there's always drama with me. My first love, journalism. And then I went to the dark side of PR and whatnot. And what would you say you take from journalism that you still carry with you today? I mean, this is something that is so dear to my heart, which is the importance of storytelling and getting to the point. The principles that I learned in Journalism 101, where I met my husband, was the whole idea of starting with the headline, that headline's got to get you interested enough to read the first paragraph. The first paragraph's got to give you enough information so that you can get an idea. But if you want to learn more, keep the reader following along. And it is so entirely different from, let's say, the arc of a play or even like a 30-second spot. A play, you build up to a crescendo and, you know, over the course of the first three acts, and then you've got the rise, you've got the fall. Journalism is the reverse pyramid, which is kind of more like social media. Get them with the headline and then bring them in. And so I have spent so much of my career applying my journalism background and storytelling background into everything that I do and how I train my people to the point that when I was at 360i, I actually hired a professor to teach journalism 101 
to anybody who would want it. And then eventually I, I, I kind of make mandatory. So it's kind of interesting how like the things that you learn over the course of your career, you don't realize like what would someone have told me when I took my first journalism class when I was 19, that I would be running a SaaS business and a podcast. I would not have known what those words meant. They didn't exist. You must have some crazy stuff that you've learned beyond your initial eBay initiative. Well, as you were talking, you know, I never told you this, but I entered NYU as a journalism student and then quickly moved to business (laughs) because the first class, this woman, Brooke, who was the chair of the journalism department, there were 300 students in the class. And she said, only a hundred of you will make it. First day, freshman year. I was like, okay, I'm changing majors. (laughs) Anyway, my first job post-college was working agency side. I'm always a huge advocate of people starting their career agency side because it's tough and you learn really fast. But one of the skills that I picked up very quickly was how to create incredible presentations. And I want to give two shout outs. One to Lauren Puglia, who was my direct manager, and the other to Aaron Dignan, who ran the agency Undercurrent. Those two people really taught me how to present to professional audiences. And I carry with me the skills that they gave me every single day. Interesting. They're both storytelling. Yeah, that's how you and I connect. But anyway, we're about to bring an amazing CPG operator onto the show who talks about how she created building blocks in her career when the path wasn't just handed to her. I think those are one of those things where when people are so concerned, oh my gosh, I'm gonna make a career pivot. Oh my gosh, what does that mean? I think it's about creating, again, your narrative. For her, it wasn't about the narrative. It was the, what do I like about this thing? And then how do I do more of that unless the things that I don't like? And now she's the chief commercial officer at Ocean Spray. Well, on that note, let's bring Monisha onto the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to finally be here. I know we've talked about this for a little while. I'm also so thrilled to see your career continue to flourish in the most beautiful and meaningful of ways. I think there are a lot of people that are very curious to understand, hey, how did it all happen? So let's kind of take a step back. You've got more than 15 years of full surround sound CPG experience, brand management, sales, P&L. You and I got to know each other in the e-commerce world as the pandemic was hitting. What are your thoughts on specialization versus generalization as it comes to career advancement? Like when does it get so specific that like it limits your growth or it's so specific that it's like, hey, I got a specialty. Nobody else has got this juice. Like how do you take a, a perspective on it? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, one I get asked so often is, how did you kind of get to where you are? I would say two things as I look back and really take stock of what got me to this place at Ocean Spray. I've loved being in food. So I've been in the food industry, I don't know, close to 20 years now, I think. And I do believe it's really important to have an industry that's your passion. You know, I've learned about other industries along the way, and I keep coming back to all the things I love about consumer products. So I do think having an inherent passion is critical. For me, it really was about taking the path less traveled from a career standpoint. I started my consumer goods career at PepsiCo. I was in their sales organization. 
Back then, you really were functional experts, right? So you went up within sales or up within finance or marketing, but you didn't necessarily cross-pollinate all too often at that point in time. And for me, I always wanted to do different things in my career. So when I went to White Wave Foods, it gave me the opportunity to work for a smaller mid-sized company versus a PepsiCo size. I was able to go with some very intentionality and great mentors and sponsors along the way from sales into brand marketing. That's a real insight and lesson. You know, when you want to get kind of critical experiences, broaden your set of experiences, it's going to position you so much better and differently in the long term than had you not taken the risk. So I took a lateral move into brand marketing. And now, you know, I lead an organization that where sales and brand marketing both report in. And there's this role called chief commercial officer. You know, when I was coming up through kind of the senior manager, director, senior director type roles, there was not necessarily a job called chief commercial officer. So, you know, those types of roles evolve, right? There's today you can get chief growth officer roles, and that didn't really exist a decade ago. So I think for me, getting breadth of experience earlier in career was so important to allowing me to have this opportunity today in an industry that I that I love. Can I double click on that just for a second? Mm-hmm. Because I think so much of it is about what's included, not necessarily what's in the title. So I think chief growth officer is one of the most generic executive terms that can mean so many different things. In some cases, it's got a lot of meat. And in other cases, it's got a a lot of influence, but no ownership. Sure. What does chief commercial officer mean? Yeah, it's actually chief commercial officer and general manager for the U.S. And when I was interviewing with Ocean Spray for roles, I really wanted P&L responsibility. And so what that means at different companies, you know, can be different, whether it's, you know, you run a P&L, but it's matrixed to a certain degree. But truly here, you know, I have top and bottom line responsibility for the U.S. business at Ocean Spray. From a function perspective, that includes all sales, so headquarter and field sales, all brand marketing, including innovation consumer insights, revenue management, and advanced analytics. So it's kind of the end-to-end commercial funnel, if you will, relative to demand creation, product innovation, and development. But since I do have top and bottom line responsibility, even though, say, R&D doesn't report to me or supply chain doesn't report to me, you know, we're a very collaborative organization and it's a highly dedicated team cross-functionally that works on the U.S. business, and it is the largest business within Ocean Spray as a cooperative. So, you know, that matrix model with clear decision-making and authority is actually something I actually worked really well in in White Wave Foods back in the day. So for me, it's, it's less about the title. It's more about, to your point, chief commercial officer can mean different things in different companies. It's more about, you know, what are you responsible for? And then what kind of functions do you have either direct or heavily influenced responsibility over to to drive the business forward? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming, to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. It's pretty awesome that you you own both sales and marketing. Sarah and I witness how much tension exists within other organizations where the leader for marketing is different than the leader from sales. Mm -hmm. But at the same breath, you could probably make an argument that it's nice to have a healthy tension to ensure that, you know, you don't do everything that Walmart says. How do you balance building brand and sort of meeting the demands of retailers? Yeah. And actually, you know, I give Tom Hayes a lot of credit. He's the CEO of Ocean Spray. He put sales and marketing together under one leader. And so that exists on the U.S. side of the business. And then I have a counterpart who runs our international ingredients business for Ocean Spray. And sales and marketing reports in to her as well. There are elements of operations globally that report to her as well as we have local production in certain markets. The foresight to do that is to create a healthy tension. A lot of the times, Rachel, what you're referring to is actually an unhealthy tension that exists, right? And it's, it becomes this power struggle to a degree of, you know, are we going to do what Walmart says or Kroger or whoever because, you know, they're pretty influential retailers? Or are we going to do what's best for the brand? And I think that on my leadership team, it helps, right, that I've had both sales and marketing experience. Again, taking the road less traveled, a lot of consumer products folks don't, right? They either don't have anything beyond sales or beyond marketing or beyond finance until they get to, say, you know, a chief of something or a CEO type level. But at that point, it's really hard to learn what you don't know. Because everyone wants to tell you what they think you want to hear. So now all of a sudden, your information is is biased from the start. And I think I had really good mentors who told me to take the path less traveled because it would be worth it in the long run. And so I think that's how I, I help keep a little bit of a healthy tension, right? You know, if there's aspects of what I know is possible in sales, if the pushback is happening, I can sometimes ask questions or direct the conversation to a different outcome. In other cases, if sales has a valid point of, look, I need XYZ tool or support from marketing and I'm not getting it, you know, we can have the conversation the other way. So I try to be fair. 
I do think that both functions, nine times out of 10, they're each making the right point. But because both leaders report to me, they're able to have shared objectives. We're able to be on one leadership team. You know, who's in the job, right, matters a lot as well. And so I'm fortunate that I've got leaders where the tension is healthy, the tension is not, you know, destructive. So we move the conversation forward. No, it's it's really awesome. And it's also awesome to think that the brand has this 93-year history yep. of meeting consumers wherever they are. I'm sure the organization has changed during those 93 years. How does Ocean Spray continually stay relevant with the next generation of consumers? Yeah. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that Ocean Spray has a legacy of being in culture. You know, we've created two categories, right? We've created Cranberry Sauce. That was when the cooperative was founded back in the 30s. We created Craisins. So the entirety of that, you know, sweet and dried cranberry section of the store really exists because of Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray had the patent on it for a long time. And so I think when you are a category creator, you must remain relevant in culture, right? And it's not just about the things that you create as a company or a brand, but it's about the conversations that start to include you, involve you. You know, we had a wildly successful 2020 skateboarding moment where we had Nathan and it was not something the brand proactively sought out, right? It was this guy on TikTok doing an influencer thing. And the brand took notice, sent him a, and this was before my time, so I can take no credit. They sent him a red truck filled with cranberry products. And it became such a viral social phenomenon, right? You had Jimmy Fallon skateboarding, drinking juice. You had Fleetwood Mac themselves doing something online. So, you know, and that had, you know, billions of impressions, right? And so that brought in an entirely new generation of consumers to Ocean Spray who wasn't even in their frame of consideration for buying the brand before. So I, I think that's a way that 90 plus years in, we keep continuing to be relevant in terms of, you know, not only what we make, but kind of the conversations that we tap into and, and stay part of. Everyone in marketing loves the Ocean Spray TikTok case study. Yep. So it sounds like, because this is the follow-up, that those net new consumers have now become a part of the base. Yes, they've stayed. That's amazing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that also happened during COVID, right? And so this was true pre-pandemic as well, but moments matter, right? And that moment, if it re-ran today, if that happened today, would it have garnered the amount of viral action that it did? I don't know if that would be true today. But at the time, it was 2020, it was October. People were just canceling their Thanksgiving plans because everybody thought, well, we're not going to have another wave. And it was the first winter going through COVID in the U.S. And of course, we did have several more waves ahead of us. And I think people were looking for joy, right? And it was this guy skateboarding to Fleetwood Mac. So how joyful was that? So I do think that the fact that it happened during COVID, the fact that it was the right moment for the brand at the right time, that the brand approached it in a very authentic way not to take it over, not to take over the conversation, but just to be a part of it. I think it garnered tremendous love and we have a great product, right? So consumers did say we have more households in the brand today than we did before COVID. And despite all the challenges that, you know, the industry has had in the last couple of years, supply, inflation, et cetera, you know, we're still healthier today than, than we used to be. And I credit the tapping into culture as a big part of that. Holiday season is upon us. You guys are the 
at the crux of the combination of the seasonality as well as the iconography that goes into Thanksgiving and other holidays of the season. What's in store? What do you got cooking up? Yeah. So it's our Super Bowl, as we like to say. So this would be our Super Bowl season, all things cranberry. You don't have like your Super Bowl party, like a cranberry dip and all the rest of us are like having salt and guac. Ours is called vodka cranberry. So it's relevant really at all times of year, Sarah. Keep talking. (laughs) Well, we have got an exciting new launch we can talk about. But last year we took a risk. We put a piece of content out into the world that was really around our cranberry sauce. So the whole spot was called Jiggle. And it was around this idea of ocean sprays. Transformative power is the ability to take something boring and make it fun, right? Why would you add cranberry juice to your vodka? Why do you put dried cranberries in your salads? Why do you bring cranberry sauce to the Thanksgiving table, right? It transforms kind of the occasion. And so we think that that same type of spirit, which was very well received, our agency did a great job for us, We are launching a sister spot to that this year with juice. So you guys will have to watch for that. And then we've got a great sauce PR moment planned. Um, So, you know, one of the things our team really tries to do is figure out what are the cultural conversations that are already happening and how can we just be a part of them, right? To take some learnings from the skateboarder moment. And one of those is around cranberry sauce. I mean, when we read our any sort of social comments, People are either in one team or another team. It's not necessarily like the Swifties versus the others for us, but although she did, we think she drank vodka cranberry. We're not sure. I imagine she crosses over. I imagine she does. But the people either loved it out of a can or homemade. And people have really strong opinions about how to make cranberry sauce, right? If you're in one camp, you do not you know, ascribe to the other and vice versa. So the team's got a great lineup planned with, TikTok grandfluencers and other TikTok influencers to talk about how the generational differences exist and how you make cranberry sauce. And so we've got a team canned and a team homemade. And, you know, we're hoping to spark some more organic conversation behind the brand. So between some of our content on video and then content on social, all around cranberry sauce and juice, which are kind of our anchors for the brand, we're really hoping to bring, continue to bring in more new households every year, this time of year, because this is when consumers, if you already know and love us, we want to keep loving us. And if you're new, how do we bring in new people, right? And that keeps the brand really healthy. Love it. Although I would say, I think there are three types, or at least there are three types around my Thanksgiving table. There's the canned jellied, uh-huh. there's the cranberry cranberry, and there's the homemade. So yeah, we, we have a very robust variations of cranberry sauce and at the hops at our house because people have their preferences right so if you've got somebody at the table who eats one they probably won't eat the other here's my last question to you and then rachel go to the famous one but what is your preference on cranberry canned for sure so when my husband and i we've been married over 15 years when we first met Okay, this was well before I was at Ocean Spray. I went to Thanksgiving at his house. And, you know, I'm originally from India. So Thanksgiving is not native to me. So I've learned this growing up at the US. His was cranberry sauce from a can. You had to get it out of the can with exact precision on the plate. So you don't disrupt the ridges of the can, which is your slicing tool for how you get perfectly sliced plated. Of course, you're giving me the of course sign, right? Because that is how you eat cranberry sauce. So that's what I grew up with at the table. And my mother has tried. My mother has tried to make him homemade. 
and you know, let me show you how it's done, not the thing from a can. And he's like, but it doesn't slice. I mean, what is the point? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to ask you our famous last question, which is what's the bravest thing you've ever done? There's so many moments. You have to be brave in this world. I'll give you two. So at work, one of the things I have the most pride about from an ocean spray standpoint, do you know that up until today, we do not have a vodka product in the market, which to me is relatively shocking. So when I joined Ocean Spray almost three years ago, people said, you know, friends and family, like, why do you not make vodka cranberry? I mean, this is like the most basic innovation, you know, you could think of in marketing. And so it was, it was not because the company hadn't really tried before, but I think our team and, you know, Sarah, starting with the person we mentioned last year, right, with Dan Hamilton, he started talking to Pernod Ricard, you know, among other companies, to make a ready-to-drink in a can vodka cranberry. And so that was brave for the company. Um, it was a long-term contract. It was a different type of deal structure. And for the entirety of the cooperative's history, it had never been done. Right. And so there were things and bridges we had to cross, but we couldn't be happier about how it's turned out. It's launching next year in four flavors. And then I think on the professional side, beyond Ocean Spray, for me, the bravest thing was really, really standing my ground and pushing to get into brand marketing all those years ago. I knew that with my passion for consumer products, that I would never be able to run a business without marketing experience. I just didn't know how that would be possible. Right. At the time, People would say to me, well, you know, if you ever want to be a senior leader someday and run a P&L, you know, you could think about FedEx or you could think about other types of companies who value, say, purely sales or purely operations experience or something like that. I said, no, 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 but what about food? Um, what if I wanted to stay in food? And they said, you, well, you have to have marketing. It's been this interesting journey because if you've grown up in marketing in CPG, it can at times feel like a bit of an exclusive club. And if you don't grow up in marketing, what I, I can tell you, it is not impossible to learn by any stretch of the imagination, but it does really change your mind on consumer and customer, right? Consumer being your end consumer who, who hopefully consumes a product. And then the customer side of retailers, you know, which is a very real thing, whether you're e-commerce or brick and mortar, doesn't matter. That was hard work to cross that bridge from sales into marketing. Um, but I'm so glad I did because that was that was bravery at the time. And I, I would do it 10 times over again, but I didn't realize how much of a difference maker it would be. It's amazing now if you, you know, go back and talk to folks at PepsiCo, they finally realized that insight of the importance of the rotation. They did after I left. <laughs> you, you created and forged your own path. Yeah. You know, so many people do, right? There have always been kind of leadership development programs at different companies. But again, that's an exclusive club. People understand today that there's so much more blurring of the lines in between functions. You know, look at retail. You guys talk about it on this program all the time, right? Retailer media networks, digital commerce. You know, marketers have to learn sales more today than ever before and vice versa, right? I mean, most of e-commerce is not pure brick and mortar retailing. It's a very different business model. So I think this idea that there's one track, one path, and it's very linear from a career perspective, that's no longer true. It hasn't been true for the better part of the last decade. But I think career pathing and people being open 
to allowing folks to get different experiences. And this idea of we can teach and we can develop and grow good talent, it sounds really good, you know, on a PowerPoint slide, but how many companies really did it, right? And I think you're seeing a lot of companies catch up and a lot of talent today, it's just expected, right? That I'm gonna be able to shape my own path. Ocean Spray seems like a company to not just watch, for its products and this holiday season, but also for talent development. Manisha, we're so appreciative for your time and can't wait to consume your products this season. Awesome. Thank you both for having me. Really appreciate it. Well, that was so powerful. She's quite the burst of enthusiasm and capability and strength. I would say if you like this episode, I would recommend listening to Lisa Mann, also a longtime CPG leader who has pivoted her career and is now a partner at a PE firm and a partner at an executive recruiting firm. So all these different stories are incredibly inspiring, regardless of where you want to take your career. One other, maybe Val Oswald, who's currently the CEO of Kodiak Cakes, who has a phenomenal story of her humble upbringings to where she is today. If you like this episode or any other one that you've listened to, please share, give us a rating or review, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking touch of truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts new episodes come out every tuesday i do hope to see you there